This is the Mosaic Church Podcast. Mosaic Church is committed to making disciples that discover Christ, connect in Christian community, and serve others and the world. Matthew chapter 5, verse 8, we're going to continue in our series that we're coming up with the, the Beatitudes, Matthew 5, chapter 8, and verse 8, it says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we say thank you for your goodness and your kindness, and Lord, that we ask for that pure heart. Lord, we want to see you. Lord, we know that you are pure, you are holy, and nothing uh, Lord, um, Lord, nothing is, we cannot taint your presence, Lord, and, and we say thank you for Jesus Christ for allowing us to be in your presence. So we say thank you, for, Father, for blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Amen. Amen. And, uh, there's another verse that I want to turn to, uh, ask you to turn to, Mark 7, verse 20 through 23. It should be on your PowerPoint there. And it reads like this, Uh, what comes out of a person is what defiles them, for it is within them, out of a person's heart, that evil thoughts come, and then he names them, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. You know what folly is? Let me just tell you what folly is. Folly is a lack of good sense or normal prudence or a lack of foresight. His folly in thinking he could not be caught. He was folly in his thinking that he could not be caught. And the Lord is telling his listeners, Jesus, hey, let's not be folly thinking that we're not going to be caught. So what are we to do? We have Jesus in, in Matthew 5 saying, blessed are the pure in heart. For they will see God, but in Mark chapter 7, Jesus also says, he says, out of the person's heart, these evil thoughts come out, sexual immorality, theft, murder. And so, it reminds me of a story, I just remembered it, I've shared it a few times here. But Mark chapter 7, Jesus is talking about what I'm about to tell you this story. Uh, It was a famous pastor who was teaching a class of young pastors. On preaching, and this young pastor, the Bible, uh, the, it says this that uh, the, the young man was known to be a prideful young man. So he shows up to preaching class with a suit of armor, and he's going to preach from the scripture of putting on the whole armor of God, and he put on piece by piece, and then he literally had the sword, which represents the word, and he he's telling this class like, "Where is the devil now?" Like, come on, enemy, I'm ready for you. And the teacher literally shuffles his feet up, walks up to the the suited, armored, proud young student, and he whispers in his ear, he's inside the armor. And so uh, that's true. It says Mark chapter 7, from out of a person's heart, evil thoughts come, sexual morality, theft, murder, adultery. And these are things that God has wanted us to deal with in order so we can begin to fulfill, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Now, I will tell you right off the bat that it only comes through Jesus Christ. It can only come through Jesus Christ. You cannot do it on your own. I can't do it on my own. 
So Jesus in, in Mark chapter 7 does not paint a pretty picture of our hearts. But we are instructed, aren't we, by television. We're instructed by uh, gurus, academics, philosophers. To what? To follow our hearts. Have you ever heard that? Just nod your head. Just follow your heart. Just do what your heart wants. But Mark chapter 7 tells us, don't do that. Our hearts are wicked. Now, I know a lot of us have a hard time admitting that our hearts are wicked, but that's okay. Jesus already tells you that, and he tells my heart is wicked without Christ. And so everybody is telling us, just do what feels right. Look inside for your answers. Search your feelings and your emotions. And maybe you have even heard this, follow your heart. Follow, what does your heart tell you? I've been told that, right? And as believers, that's not our, 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 our uh, marching orders. Our orders are through the word of God. Amen? And that's how we determine. So it's not out of pragmatism do we serve the Lord. It's not out of maybe our human logic. Remember, I shared with you a couple of weeks ago, David carrying the Ark of the Covenant on a cart, practical, logical, not biblical. And when we as believers begin to try to walk in logic or cultural logic or something that's pragmatic uh, and, and it's not scriptural, it doesn't line up with scripture, you're just setting yourself up for failure. When David begins to look over the fence and look over what the culture says, and look, the Philistines at one time had the ark, at one time had it, and they didn't know what to do with it, so they carried it on a cart. Makes sense. It's a little bit easier on the back. Nothing happened to them at that moment. And then, so David takes this ungodly example that seemed logical and begins to implement it in his life. And what did it cost? It cost him his friend's life, Uzzah. Because of David's disobedience, or I'd like to say because of David's logical thinking, which led him to dis his disobedience in this situation, caused him his friend's life. The Bible is very clear in how we are to dictate our lives. So it would behoove us as believers, as followers of Jesus, to know his word. The Bible, Jesus says himself, out of the person's heart, there's evil thoughts. Raise your hand. No, I'm just kidding. If you had evil thoughts, you don't have to raise your hands. I sometimes, I know we're recording this. I shouldn't do this. But I think I, I, think I one time woke up, and I think my wife was over my neck like this one time in the middle of the night. Maybe because I was snoring so bad. But, uh, but we all have these thoughts. Now, we don't actually act on them, but sometimes we, it's here in our head. From what Jesus describes, our hearts are the last place to look for advice. This is what our hearts tell us. You ready? Our hearts tell us to take Jesus off the throne and put your heart there. Sexual immorality. Now, we don't have any very young people here, but we have some people who are getting to that age. It's, the culture says it's okay to have sex outside of marriage. Nothing's going to happen. Matter of fact, we have all these things to help you so that nothing happens. 
Logically, it looks like sense. It's feeling your heart, letting your emotions lead you. It's not scriptural. In the Bible, it's called sin. And as followers of Jesus, we follow his commands, his rules. Remember last week, we still have a king. He's still on the throne. And we are not Christian anarchists. We don't just go on our own. Now, you know there's good friends of yours and mine, and we've seen them on, on social media living like sin, and then, you know, they'll put a Bible verse the next week. You're like, what's with this? It's because they've been convinced that they're following their hearts. That Jesus really isn't the king. It's their hearts. And so that's what's going to have to happen for you to do that. Uh, sexual morality or steal. We don't I don't know anybody here would actually steal something from the store. But back in the day, in college days, in Chi Alpha, I remember uh, people were downloading music like it was like there was no tomorrow, taking stuff that didn't belong to them. And we would have to challenge our, our students. LimeWire is not good, all right? So, um, but it's so easy because we can convince ourselves. We don't murder, but we, de we definitely, uh, in our culture, we have no problem uh, murdering little babies, pre-born babies. In certain uh, countries, they have no problem euthanizing older folks. So it's, it's all here, but we think it feels right, and it looks right. It's practical, it's logical, not scriptural. Adultery. Well, if you're not in love with your spouse anymore, Culture says, well, just let that one go and, and go find another one. And that's bled into the church. Now, I know I'm stepping on toes here. That's bled into the church. We have a standard that we live by. We're not Christian anarchists. We follow the king. I bow my knee to the king. You bow your knee to the king. Covetous. Who in here covets? A lot of times, if it's subtle, we get upset when somebody else gets the promotion. It's a slight hint of what's in our hearts. And I can go on. So uh, let's go to our next slide. I want to skip, skip down a little bit. So 2 Corinthians says, so how do we get this pure heart? 2 Corinthians 3.18, and we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So how do we get this pure heart? By being transformed by, by the Lord Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit, by loving Jesus, by walking in obedience to Jesus. Amen? How do we have this pure heart? By walking in obedience to Jesus, to saying, God, you're my king, you're my father, I'm your subject, I'm your son. I want to hear your words and I want to act on them. And next thing you know, by walking in obedience to Jesus Christ, the power of the Holy Spirit, that you begin to have this transformation in your heart. 2 Corinthians 7, 1 says, Therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates the body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of the out of reverence for God. And so when we follow him, we follow his rules, and some of them may not seem practical or logical, but they are 
but from your perspective, they may not seem like that. And we have to trust him. He is good. We are his subjects. We are his children. We follow our father. We follow our king. That's what it means to follow Jesus. So it's, um, we have a bunch of little kids here, and I guarantee you uh, they are imitating you as parents. It's obvious. Sometimes, you know, maybe your kid will walk down the, the, uh, the aisle here, and I'm like, that looks like a mini of their dad or a mini of their mom. Have you ever heard that, parents, that your kids are like a mini you? Well, I pray that's the same thing uh, spiritually in Christ-likeness, that they would begin to pray because they see you pray. And we need to do the same thing as his followers. Like, let's do what daddy does. Let's do what dad does, our heavenly father does. Let's imitate him. When he says, love and pray for your enemies, then we do that. I had a, a friend, and I'm going to end with here. Well, at least I say that. Well, let's see. I have a friend that uh, he was part of our campus ministry, and he felt like it was his calling to expose all the errors of the church. That was his calling. Now, I didn't really see that as any of the offices of the church. I didn't see it as a fruit of the Spirit or gift of the Spirit, uh, but he felt like you know, he was following his heart. So he just loved exposing any uh, warts of the church. And I remember calling him into my office like, this is not scriptural. Now, I believe that we need to correct ourselves as a church. But why are you doing it on social media? What's your point in putting on social media? Why don't you just go to the brother or the church leader and talk to them privately? But he got somehow a kick out of exposing the church. Now, the church isn't perfect because we're in it. Jesus is perfect. Anyway, so he feels like his calling was that, and I'm like, no, nah, that's not even scripture. You should be known for someone who believes in Christ, follows Christ, and promotes Christ, not expose the weaknesses of the church. There's a role for that, so please hear me out. You know, I, I said this one time that, um, you know, my, my wife sometimes, uh, a, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I'm going to cut this. You know, she might have a gray hair coming out, all right? And uh, that's the truth, okay? We all know that. That's the truth. But it's fighting words when somebody else says it, all right? I want to protect my wife. I want to protect her in any way I can. And I want to challenge you. Let's protect the church, the, the bride of Christ, the bride of Christ. You would never, ever expose your spouse publicly. Let's be careful how we treat the church, the bride of Christ. Now, no doubt things have to change and we need to challenge the church, but let's make sure we're being smart. But anyway, our hearts, it exposes our hearts. What's our motive? Who can see God? Those, it says here in the beginning, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. 
I'm going to finish with this, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1. Be followers of God. Therefore, the word follower means to mimic, to be an imitator. So Ephesians 5, 1, be followers or imitators of God, to imitate God. Let's learn everything we can about God. We are to mimic his characteristics. Trust in Jesus. Hear his voice and act on it. And I believe through that we'll get to see God. I, I pray as we end here that none of us are Christian anarchists. We have a king. We have his commandments. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Amen? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we say thank you for your loving kindness towards us. Lord, I pray for everybody in Mosaic Church, here or at home, Lord, that you would begin to transform our hearts Lord, make us imitators of you. Lord, help us to walk in obedience. Help us to walk in obedience to your word. Let us hear your words and act on them. In Jesus' name. Every head bow, eye closed. Just say with a quick hand raise. Say, Pastor Mario, please, please pray for me. I want to be better and being pure in heart. Just raise your hand. Yes, in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray for everyone who raised their hands here or at home. And Lord, I'm raising my hand. Lord, I need more of you. Help me to be a better imitator of you. Thank you for setting the example, living the life. Lord, help me not just to complain about the church or to complain about what's going on around the world. But Lord, help me to pray that your name would be glorified in every circumstance and situation. Help me to pray for people that I don't agree with, that I don't like. Help me to be what your Bible, is, your word is telling us and telling me to be. We thank you, Jesus. We love you. Amen. We want to thank you for listening. We pray that you were blessed and encouraged. If you like what you heard today, subscribe to this podcast and listen whenever you like. To find out more about Mosaic Church, please visit www.mosaicchurch.com. TLH.com.